rolling then there's there's a, a big part of your work that i'm really excited to talk about which is that retro 70s vibe but before we get there we need to find out how it is that you started in photography so what made you pick up a camera for the first time it was very random um i actually i i, I would say i've always been a fan of uh, photography but i never um you know made a move uh and and, and one day i I looked up online and I saw a camera, a film camera that was, um, that was very, you know, really good back then. And, and I went ahead and purchased it, but I'll say, I would say it was more, it was more so of a call than, uh, than anything else. I felt like I could do good at it and, and, and I just picked it up. So why specifically film? Obviously digital is such a big part of photography now. Why, why do you work with film? Film for various reasons. Number one, I'll say, in my opinion, uh, film is what photography is. Um, it's very genuine. It's very organic. It's um, it's beautiful. The colors are very realistic. Um, it's true and it's simple. Ah, see, now you say it's true, and this is a really interesting thing because I've brought this up on the podcast before. Is it that mm-hmm. like with digital photography being so post-processing centric is it that film photography is more honest absolutely absolutely um you know when when you shoot on film you 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 have room for mistakes but i'll say you as a photographer have to be on point when it comes to lighting uh when it comes to setup and everything like that so that also um, implies that your subject have to show up in a very, very good manner. Um, they have to make sure, you know, their skin is well hydrated. Um, you know, it, it very small details. Um, when, when you, when you're on digital, you know, it's easy to fix a, a bump. It's easy to, to go ahead and correct this thing, correct that thing. But on film, it's very, very, very organic. And that's why I love it so much. And let's, let's talk about how you're picking your models, because obviously with the fact that you're working in such a retro way, are you seeking people that are also looking to have images that are kind of in that universe? Or is it a case that you find people that you like and then mm-hmm. you bring them over with you to that retro styling? Um, thus far, everybody that I've actually worked with um, has been into the 70s, which is my my, my choice of aesthetic. Um, I haven't actually work with anybody that wasn't into the seventies yet. So I guess I could say that's something for me to experiment and experience, um, down the road. But so far, everybody that I've chose chosen has been a big fan of the, the, the old school vintage feel and vibe. And the, the area that you're located in at the moment, I'm assuming you're, you're photographing within your own sort of neighborhood seems to be perfectly suited to your style. Is it something where you're kind of seeking out these locations or is that just kind of where you are? It's kind of where I'm at. I'll say it's kind of where I'm at. And there's a lot of luck to it too. Cause believe it or not, man, every time I grab my camera and I'm out for a shoot, um, I find old cars randomly. It's almost right. like as if it's meant to be. And, 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 you know, when I choose locations too, um, I try my best to, to, um, recreate, um, you know, movie, movie, I inspire myself from, you know, movies a lot. So I, I try to look for not a lot, but just a little bit, um, a little bit of, 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 uh, of a, of a scenery that can be reminiscing of that era. 
What is it about the seventies that's grabbed you so much? I mean, not that I can dispute it because your work is your work is stunning, and I think it's such an amazing Thank you so much. homage, and it's so honest, honest and close to the seventies. What is it about the seventies that that's kind of drawn you in? It's it's very fierce. It's very, um, and I'll quote, gangster. It's free. Um, the the looks and the style is just amazing. Um, the colors. That's those are the main those are the main things that I really really enjoy about the seventies, and also because um, I'm I'm actually originally from the Ivory Coast, Cote d'Ivoire, West Africa, and the seventies was like one of the most beautiful era from what I've heard from the elders, and you know I've I've done a a, a job at going back into time and looking at you know photograph and seeing actually how people were very happy living back then compared to now, and you know I'm I'm. I seek joy, I seek happiness, and you know I find myself finding these things when I shoot and you know when I look back at this era. It's as much about like the attitude and the confidence of the people in the images as it is the styling, right? Do you have to give them like a pep talk in how to in in the mood that you're looking for, or are you someone that kind of lets them run with the way that they're feeling? Typically, typically nine out of ten, I I have I have um. I have an idea of mine, a specific character that I want them to play. So, you know, I, I run my idea through and I tell them like, you know, I'm trying to, for, for instance, um, I shot with Isaac. He, you know, I wanted him to look, to have a very look mean, um, a very mean look, I'm sorry, very gangster. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I, ran, I ran the whole script and I told them this is the character that I wanted from him. Um, and, and usually they do pretty well, you know, they do, they do pretty well. But typically I'll tell them what I want and then they come up with the, with the pose. We come up with the poses and that's how we work usually. And what's your reference in terms of styling and how do you put your mood boards together? Are you looking at old movies, old photographs? What's your, what's your reference? It's a mixture of both. Um, Definitely a lot of, um, a lot of movies, stills. Um, And, and a lot of times it's also just me Thinking of outfits, um, I like to location scout prior to my shoot just so I know the kind of color palette that I'm going to be working with. And once I have an idea of the, the kind of colors, um, I go ahead and shop. But if you if you notice, I, I like to keep the styles very simple, um, you know, because to me, that's that's the that's the best way to make a statement. You know, you don't always need to over overcharge them. But a lot of movie stills and, and things of that nature. Yes. I mean, one of the things that I find with your work is that there seems to be some incredible coordination between the styling and the location when it comes to color matching or complementary colors. I think one of the things that gets missed by a lot of photographers, maybe early on and more complacent ones as they get on a bit, is that they don't realize how much work is going into images beyond mm-hmm. the, the the sort of bare surface that they're scratching. How much work goes into, like, from the idea to the final shoot? Is it something that you 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 put a lot of time into the planning or do you kind of try and jump straight in as soon as you have the idea? I'll say it's a lot of, it's a lot of time that I put into preparing every shoot. Uh, it's gotten a lot, a lot more easier as I get more experienced. Um, but I will say that, you know, it, it, from, from, from finding the location to finding the appropriate model to, you know, matching my colors and to also creating a story because I try to, every time I should create a story behind every photo, um, it is, it it is, it is, it is actually quite some work, 
you know, honestly, it is quite some work. Um, I'm getting better at it, hopefully, you know, but it, yeah, it, it is a whole, you know, thought process behind every shoot. Absolutely. And where do you go to find your models? Um, Instagram. And you just approach them and say, hey, look, here's my work. Here's this idea. Do you want to do it? Or are you looking for people that are already specifically working in photography? It's a little bit of a little bit of each. Um, you know, sometimes I, I can ask a random person that has no experience into modeling whatsoever. Or I can also ask a very experienced model to work with me. Um, you know, w- once I feel like somebody has within themselves something that they can... Um, utilize then i you know i approach them and but the bulk of the people that i've worked with is really really coming from instagram something that i don't talk about an awful lot on the podcast purely because of my own interests i guess and or lack thereof but with you i definitely have some interesting some some questions i'm quite interested to ask you when it comes to your gear so i i'm assuming from hashtags that you're shooting on a pen uh, pentax 67 that's right best camera ever yeah, I do. I hear this so often. Why is it the best camera ever? Oh man! Oof. So first and foremost, <laughs> this camera is just it's aesthetically pleasing to look at. It's such a beautiful piece, man. And ah, the lens, the quality of the glass is just unique. The the sounds, um, and and you have such a big, um, clear viewfinder. Is that I haven't found in any cameras that I've ever used. And I've been, I've, you know, I've gone through quite a few film cameras, but this one right here, man, oof, it will blow your mind. <laughs> it will blow your mind. And what lenses are we using with that? I am using the 105 2.4. Oh, like the, that's like the most legendary, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yes. That's the one. Um, I have to ask because I feel like looking at your images, I'm seeing it, but maybe I'm, <laughs> I'm mistaking something here. Are you using some kind of diffusion filter? Um, <laughs> I am, I am using, um, what we call, um, uh, I don't know the, the, the exact name of it, but it is supposed to catch, uh, it's supposed to create stars in, in the photo. So if you see like, right. I have a lot of reflections and, and, and yes, that's the main purpose of the filter I use. Obviously with the fact that with film photography, you don't get an immediate feedback. You can't just look at the back of the camera and be happy that things are working or make whatever adjustments you need to make. How long did it take for you to start taking images in this style that really worked and that you were really pleased with? Hmm. I'll say, I'll say it's very, it's, it's very straightforward. Um, that's, that's also another good reason to shoot film because the post-production work is very limited. So since the, the colors are so realistic, you know, um, usually when I, when I, when I, res- when I scan my photos, honestly, within within a half hour, I'm done doing everything I need to do. Sometimes even less than that. And how often are you shooting? Um, currently being in New York, I've been shooting almost every other day. <laughs> nice. Yes. I, I come it, over man. to New York every, um, I come over to New York every sort of January or February um, oh. and spend a week there just away from, from England essentially and kind yes. of try and reset. And uh, I, I think it's just such an amazing subject as, the city is oh. almost a person in itself. Um, it's so fantastic to photograph. Where's your favorite places around New York to photograph? Um, I'm actually not really familiar with New York, um, but so far, so far, I would say that I really enjoyed shooting in Harlem. Harlem was amazing. I have a I have a set that I've done with um, 
Jarvis, who is a, a Broadway actor. He's um he's part of the Into Proud show. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna be dropping this soon, but it, it has a lot of character, man. Like it's almost like everything around you is so photogenic. Like I could literally have a subject stand on the trash can and it look beautiful. <laughs> really. Do you think that's down to the fact that he's a performer as well? Not just he's not just used to kind of stillness, but he's actually got that sort of fluidity in that character. Most definitely, most definitely, because the the way the shoot went was almost like as if I as if, as if we were on stage, you know, and and that de- definitely helped a ton. Definitely did. I can't wait for you to see those photos. Actually, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Um, so something that I, I have to be because I'm English, and this is just the way that we're kind of built. I always try and find the negative side in things because we have to be perpetually miserable. That's just part of being English. What is it that would make a bad subject for you or make a shoot difficult when it comes to the model? Is there anything that kind of makes it harder for you as you're going? Mm, That's a very good question. Very, very good question. I will say a model that will possibly, you know, we want to constantly see the photos we're taking as we're taking them, you know? Um, that can definitely um, slow me down, and 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 also it's not necessarily a good thing for themselves because you know you don't you don't you don't always take good photos right away. So it takes time for the both of us to get comfortable. So that's one thing that can definitely be a deal breaker for me. Yeah, it's it's something where like um, I mean maybe in digital it's more the case, but you sometimes need to work up to the good photo. It's not like the first photo you're going to take is going to be the best one. Sometimes it's about like warming up and getting comfortable and finding finding a wavelength that you're both comfortable on. Right. So your your main draw with your work, I have to say, in my opinion, is just the incredible color work. Thank you. But I have I've done a little bit of weird stalking to see if you do shoot black and white because I'm a huge black and white fan, and I have seen that you have done a little, at least a little bit from what I've seen. Yes. Why is it that you don't do black and white as commonly as color, or do you? I, I do, I'll say I do shoot, um, I definitely do shoot more color than I, than I shoot black and white. Um, I actually used to shoot more black and white, but the reason why I stopped is because, you know, I, I, I wanted to, I wanted my work to, to inspire in, in a, in a, in a happy way. And not to say that black and white is not necessarily happy or joyful, but I believe that, you know, having colors being splashed at your face. It's more so a sign of joy. And, and, and as an artist myself, I go through these phases where my work is the direct translation of my feelings. Um, I do remember that there was a time I was shooting black and white and, and that was a very sad time for me. So by shooting colors, I'm actually telling and showing the world that I'm very happy. You know, I, I, this is how I see the word, very, very happy, a lot of colors, you know, fun. And yes, so that's the answer for that. I mean, it's interesting to hear you talk about like your mood in relation to the way that you're shooting. I think it's something that especially men don't do very often. True. How do you, how do you get yourself in the right frame of mind for a, for a shoot? Uh, you know, do you, do you do like um, any kind of like prep? Do you have like a routine to get yourself built up? Do you look at mood boards before you shoot? What's your, what's your prep work like? There definitely was a time where I was inspiring myself from mood boards, but I stopped doing it because I believe that I'm, I believe that everybody's capable of, you know, creating something by themselves. But typically what I do is prior to shoot, I, you know, I would get my, my film stock ready. I would decide on what, what kind of ISO I want to shoot at, what camera I'm bringing with me. Um, 
And and that's it. I pack up and I leave, you know. I, I usually say a little prayer, say graces before I shoot. And, you know, I'm ready to fire. When it comes to your subjects, talk about your directorial style. Are you someone that gives them just a mood and you see what they do with it? Are you quite micromanaging in the sense of like their body position and the way that they hold themselves? What's your style as a director? As a director, I let them be. I let them be entirely. Um, I find myself liking poses that they do in between a lot of times. Um, You know, we go through a series of poses and it's usually the ones that I didn't select in my mind that we make make the cut. It could be something as small as them looking over the shoulder or literally them tapping their their pants. You know, very small poses like that. But for the most part, I let them be, you know, I let them be. For me, especially in this last week, I've just done a photo shoot myself that was particularly terrible. I didn't really get what I wanted from it. It didn't feel like I was kind of working to the best of my abilities. I didn't feel like I clicked with the subject I was working with. What advice could you give me to kind of like get back in the mood to take photos again? Because right now I'm in, I'm in a bit of a position of like, I don't really want to pick up a camera because I'm so pissed off about my last shoot. No, 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 no. Uh, I'll say this. I'll say this. And, and we all, we all go through these times. Um, for, for future reference, um, what I'll do when I have a not so successful shoot, um, I will, I'm very stubborn. So I probably will go back and shoot with that same person, but I'll take the time to go through their photos and everything they've done before and see how people work with them. You know, um, once I get that down, I, I analyze everything that went wrong, um, whether it was communication issues, uh, whether it was energy not really matching up. And, you know, I try to, I try to fix things, but on a more, on a more artistic level, I'll say, um, really observe their work, their previous work and see what kind of angles they shine at. And, and once you meet them in person again, take the time to conversate with them before you shoot, um, you know, asking questions, make sure they're like, fully comfortable because sometimes you do need to reach a certain level before people get loose and, and show you things that you never thought they could do. So these are the main, main advices I can give. And I see that you're, it looks like you're kind of rebuilding your Instagram and building up your, your, your work that's on there. What you've got up there is already amazing. I'm getting kind of frustrated. You've you so more work up. You got to put more up. Um, so I've got more stuff to, to focus on, but is there a particular reason why that that's under like a rebuild or it's under construction? What What's going on? Yes. It's, it's definitely a reason behind it. Um, I, I, I was in the process of re, re, uh, re, redoing everything because I wasn't happy with the work that I had on before. Um, and also as a photographer and, and a businessman, I do need to sell myself in a way that's very constant. So, um, I, I wanted to go with a certain theme so that I can stick to it. And if I were to get hired on for various jobs, people see and know what they're getting. Um, a, a few months ago, I felt like my page was a little bit all over the place. You know, uh, it wasn't a constant theme. It wasn't the same things. It was, it was too broad. And now I feel like right. I'm more focused and people know me for specific things. And I like that better. Something that I personally find a great deal of interest in because I spend a lot of my time in my own head, sort of hating my own work or going through cycles of wanting to change things up or whatever, you know, it's a kind of like the burden of being a creative. I find how people how people evaluate themselves to be really interesting. And if I was to ask you what you think that your biggest strength is as a photographer, what would you say? Oof. Um, 
I'll say my, I'll say, I'll say my, uh, I'll say maybe my communication skills, which, which is not necessarily a photographer's skills per se, but I'll say, yes, my communication skills, if that makes sense. So when you're on the shoot, the way that you're interacting with the person that you're shooting. Yes, absolutely. And, and also, um, you know, I, I, I take, I take feedbacks very seriously and, you know, for me, shooting has been more than just shooting. Every time I, I'm on set with somebody, I want to give more so of an experience than just photos. You know, whether it's me building my portfolio or it's a paid job, I really try to make people get in my word. And that, and that you know, I bring my music, I bring things like that. And I feel, I guess, all this falls under communication because I'm expressing myself and, and, and showing them who I am. So I guess, yes, I'll say my communication skills on set. And then on the flip side of that, what would you say is your biggest weakness as a photographer? Uh, not taking enough risks. How so? You know, I, I feel like I've missed out on a lot of good shots because I was maybe afraid to go this place or afraid to go there. You know, that's definitely something I need to work on for sure. What's the fear? Is it the fear of sort of doing something new that might not work? Or is it, you know, what, what is it that's making you fear that? Um, it's more so on the law level, <laughs> oh, <okay>. um, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> doing something okay. that I'm not supposed to be doing just to get a good photo, but uh, yes. <laughs> that's fair I enough. I was going at a more artistic way. Okay. That's fair yes. enough. <laughs> Obviously with, with Instagram, there's a lot of people that are chasing the same thing, which is that like the number of likes, number of followers and so on. And what ends up happening inevitably is that people chase trends really badly and you end up with a lot of people all trying to do the same thing. The same thing, correct. Because that they see something on their explore page or whatever and they're, they're chasing the same thing. It's not just a f- photographic problem. It's a problem throughout sort of humanity, it seems at the moment. What's your most disliked photo cliche that you see on Instagram? I'm kind of, I kind of was guilty of that myself. Um uh, I'll say, I don't, to be honest, I don't really know. I, my, my girlfriend is forcing me to spend less time on Instagram these days. So I don't, I don't really get to, um, to see what, what's, what's happening anymore. So I don't, I don't really know how to answer that question quite honestly. I, I wholeheartedly agree with your girlfriend's choice to, to get you off of Instagram is, it's a place that's like a, it can be like a black hole for time and creativity. I need to sort myself out with spending too much time on there. But I always, I try and make up the fact that I'm like, oh, well, I'm looking for new people for the podcast. I'm looking at new work, but half the time I'm just looking at memes and stuff. Obviously you're a film photographer. Film photography over the last few years has had this enormous resurgence. It's become in- increasingly popular, sort of feels like week on week with YouTube and Instagram, it's just building and building. Why do you think it is that film photography has become such a big thing once again? People are slowly realizing that photography is very simple. And when I say, when I speak of film photography, to me, it's the most simplest thing ever. You know, it's, 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 it's an experience rather than a shutter sound it's 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 not it's not just photos it's it's photographs um not 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 talking down on on digital photography because i I do love all kinds of photography but it's just an experience it's it's beautiful and and 
The colors are very accurate. Um, it's less work post post processing. It's a little bit pricey, but it's worth it. And yeah, man, every everybody that I've, I've, I know that I suggested film photography to, they they in love. They fell in love with it, and there's no coming back. Trust me. <laughs> um, you're obviously uh, a member of the cult, what I call the cult of Portra, which is the Portra 400 virus that's taken over film photography in a, in a good way. I don't mean to sound too negative, but I've been talking recently actually with a photographer that I saw you had some communication with on Instagram, uh, a guy called Django, Django Sibley, who's known as uh, Hull is Beautiful on um, Instagram. And he's told me about the, and I've now experienced the incredible effect you get by using ektar especially on darker skin tones um, as a portrait a film stock is this something that you ever consider using or that you do use i have um i have used ektar before but for whatever reason i had actually bad experience with it um the skin tones turn out to be very orange because originally ektar was meant for landscaping and um i do believe that depending on your lighting styles and techniques there is a way to you know, to use the film to your favor. But for me, what I found, you know, work best for, especially darker skin, anything that goes from portrait 160 to 400 is like the best, best, best for me. Fair enough. I'll tell Django he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the fact that you're selling, I mean, you're selling prints, right? And, and one thing that I see a lot is film photographers that create zines and then they sell their zines. And most of the time, these seem to be based around uh, landscape, street photography, or architecture. They seem to be the main categories. And I actually was told by someone that you can't do a zine if it's portraits, which I'm really sure is is complete nonsense. I don't really have a question, I guess, for this, but it's kind of just a plea. Um, could you hurry up and make a zine so that I can buy a book of your work? Oh my God, man. This, this touches me so much. I definitely will. I definitely will. Mark my words. Yeah, it needs to be done because I've got I've got a, a little spot. I got some zines tucked around my studio. I've got some cameras on the wall with some zines tucked around. I need one of your work up on the wall. So, oh my god, um, you need to hurry up and get on that as soon as possible. Not not not. I'm not pressuring you, but you need to do it super quickly. I definitely will. I'm truly honored to hear these words, man. Thank you so much. So, what's your plans going forwards? Obviously, as we sort of slowly crawl out of the end of the world that's been going on for the last six months. Do you have like a uh, uh, sort of long-term goals for what you want to do with your photography or do you just take it one shoot at a time? I definitely have long-term goals. Um, I, you know, it's been a goal of mine to, to own my own magazine. Um, so that's something that it's up in the air at the moment. Uh, it's, it's an accomplishment that I definitely want to get to, to start working towards. Um, and, and, I also always wanted to have my work in, in galleries and, you know, expose around the world. Um, I definitely want to be a part of a TED talk, you know, one day. Um, and I also want to encourage um, the, the African youth to, to, to pursue careers as artists because where I'm from, artists are disregarded because it's not well paid and, you know, they have a, a bad reputation. Uh, so I want to encourage these young you know, cats to do what they really believe is the best thing. And I mean, I think I'm in a really, really good position right now to do that. So this is, those are all my, my future slash long-term projects as a photographer. I think we've seen over the last few months that there's uh, a lot of talk around social responsibilities and 
the way that people interact with each other, the way that we conduct ourselves in general. As a photographer, what do you think sort of the social responsibility of a photographer is when it comes to the work that you're putting out? Do you have to put stuff out with particular sort of socio-political messages behind it? Do you think you have to be careful to not use you know, too much of one type of model, anything like that? Do you think you have a responsibility as a photographer? I think I, I, I believe so at 110%. Um, a photographer to me is an artist and we have ways and, 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 and we can be heard. So, you know, I think pride in elevating black women, for instance, I've made it a goal since I started doing photography to do my best to show, you know, younger women that it, you can still look elegant, very sophisticated and still be beautiful and still attract men around you. Um, I'm not a big fan of nudity. So, you know, you see a lot of my work is very uplifting of the, of the women in my community because they've been um, mistreated for so long that I feel like somebody's got to do it. And this, I, I take pride in doing that. So I, I do believe that, you know, photographers, um, you know, artists of all kinds, have have, have a, such a big you know role in, into changing things most definitely one thing that does worry me and I've I've definitely had one conversation in the last month that was exactly what I was concerned would become a problem and I'm I'm speaking obviously from being someone that's all the way over in uh, the United Kingdom and I'm not in America but people that take up uh, a social cause for the sake of sort of scoring points or gaining followers or gaining attention, being seen in a good light and not necessarily for the right reasons. Do you think that that's something that, although it's not motivated by the right things, at least it's a step in the right direction? Oof. Uh, Sorry, that's a big question. It, it, it is a big question. Um, honestly, I, I, I think, I think it's, it's, it's vital to be true with yourself. Uh, you know, and, and, and you're right, you're right. And, and I've actually made the same observation, especially during the, the George Floyd riots, uh, where people were just taking photos and, you know, throwing a bunch of hashtags just to get attention. And a lot of them were not necessarily doing it for the right reasons. Um, it is sad, definitely sad, but I, I do think that once you're true with yourself and you, and, and, and you are fighting a fight that is, very, 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 you know, dear to your heart, it'll show, you know, you, you can, you can only hold something like this for so long if you're not doing it honestly and openly. That, that's my take. So, you know, let, let them do what they have to do and it'll show eventually. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think like when someone's putting their soul out there in, in their work, you can see it way beyond like the, the simple things that people see, which is like photographers quite often, especially like male photographers look at like technical aspects of images or they look at the gear that was being used. But I feel like the work that really carries tremendous amount of weight is the stuff where you can tell the photographer is just throwing everything that they've got at the image and that they're, they're putting something out there that they really believe in, regardless of whether it has a, a political message or a social message, or even if it's just a nice piece of art, you can always tell the ones that are really putting everything they've got into it. That's true. You definitely could. Definitely could. Obviously, I want to say massive thank you for taking the time to do this. Before we tell everyone where they can go, because your follow account on Instagram, as much as I don't care about numbers on Instagram, your your numbers are ridiculously low given the amount of talent and great work that you've got. So we're gonna we're gonna go out of our way to force people to go and uh, follow you. But before we go, let's just talk about 
what your photographic style means to you in a sense of quite often, like we've already talked about, people are chasing trends, people chase certain things. What, how hard is it to be someone that's cutting out their own, their own little piece of land within the photographic landscape? Do you, you know, do you ever feel the temptation to do stuff just to kind of be noticed more on Instagram? Like you mentioned no, like the nudity thing. I think sexualization of women has become a really big thing on Instagram. And it's something that people just use endlessly to to sort of generate likes and generate followers is it hard to stick to your guns when it comes to your principles with your work to you know and then not be able to chase that that same number of likes it's definitely hard it's definitely hard it comes with a lot of experience and it comes with uh determination um you know my photography didn't always look like the way it does now and i was i was tempted at times to do what everybody else is doing because Things were working out for them, but patient, you know, through patience, you know, I, I figured I can be different and it'll be appreciated, you know? So I'll say it's very difficult to stay put, but it's definitely worth it. It's definitely worth it. And also I, I see, and not to throw flowers on myself, I consider my photos to fall under art, you know, um, in the, in the city that I live, um, which is Cincinnati, Ohio, you find yourself, you know, encountering photographers that do the same things and, and they are having way more business than I do. Um, but I've never let that get in the way of, of my goals because I felt like I could have my own voice and shine my own way. So it is difficult. It's definitely very, very tough mentally, especially. But to anybody that's going through something like this, I'll just stay, you know, I'll say just, just stay focused. Being different pace, being different pace. A hundred percent feel like when I talk to people whose work I really love, a small part of me wants them to be dickheads so that I feel like at least they haven't completely got uh, it better than me in the sense of like, okay, they might be an amazing artist, but they, they've got a terrible personality. Unfortunately, you seem to be someone that's incredibly positive. You sound like an absolutely Thank wonderful you. human being. Thank you so much. And you have an incredible set of images and some great work. And you're going to release a zine soon, which I'm going to buy as soon as it comes out. <laughs> Where can everyone go so they can see your work? We need to get you as many uh, followers and likes and people need to find you as quickly as possible. Where's the best place for people to go to find you? I appreciate it. Uh, best place to find me will be on Instagram at Geraldo Malaval. So that is at Geraldo, G-E-R-A-L-D-O. M-A-L-A-V-A-L. There we go. Amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.